Blog Talk Radio. Hello, wonderful good afternoon to you. Hello to my friends out there in New Zealand and Australia that are tuning into the show. As always, I'm your host, David Matthew Brown, and this is The Lion. It used to be called Inside Out for those of you that are reconnecting and coming back to the show. I appreciate you. Thank you for the wonderful emails and uh, messages I've been receiving lately as people are rediscovering the show, and it's always cool. Uh, the show is geared towards, it's an intentional show. The intention of the show is to emphasize an individual or groups that are walking the walk and bringing that walk to the planet and helping this planet out in a good way. And as you can tell, as we have over 500 people that have been on the show, 550 people have been on the show, uh, there's quite a lot of people out there that are walking it and using their gifts, their modalities, uh, their talents to to bring us together to help us out, to heal this planet in all different extraordinary ways, and there's just not one way to do it. So I like to bring forth guests that are walking it and talk to them about their walk and the work they do and all that wonderful stuff. So before I introduce my next guest, for those of you that want to get my book, The Book of Light, The Heart Opening, or 90 Days of Heat, Freedom Through Moksha, you can get that online at Amazon.com or BarnesandNoble.com. Those of you that are in the L.A. area, you can actually get 90 Days of Heat, Freedom Through Moksha, which is my yoga journey, at Barnes & Noble at the Grove. Just by walking in that Barnes & Noble, you'll see a copy of my book. So however you get it, however you get those books, I hope you enjoy them, and thank you so much for your love and support. Without further ado, my next guest, I had the wonderful opportunity of being on a show, and she was a guest on that show, and I thought she'd be perfect for the lion. <laughs> so I contacted her. Her name is Christina Nelson, and she has studied extensively, been tested and tried, and has had the honor of working and studying with Solana, world-renowned paranormal investigator. Christina is a leader in the field of paranormal activity concerning shadow people. Christina has written and published numerous articles for Ohm Times magazine on the paranormal. In addition to writing, Christina hosts her own radio show with world-renowned psychic Solana on blog talk radio titled Paranormal Psychic Radio every Wednesdays at 2 p.m. Pacific time. Uh, Christina also co-hosts Curious Times on Blog Talk Radio on the subject of metaphysical. So Christina has also had the honor of being a guest and appearing on Blog Talk Radio, iHeart Radio, and Sirius Radio. So without further ado, I want to welcome Christina Nelson to The Lion. Welcome. Hey, welcome. Thank you so much. I am so honored um, to be a part of your show, David. And yeah, I've got to tell you, David, your name, David Matthew Brown, I love how it sounds. It just blows off the tongue. That is a great name. Thank you. That is a great name. <laughs> thank you. I've been thinking about changing it, so thank you. <laughs> I, I don't, there's something about that name that just really resonates with me. It just sounds so, I don't know, just so majestic. David Matthew oh. Brown. <laughs> <laughs> what? I love I love it, but it, it becomes time consuming when I like when I go into the room for auditions and they want you to slate your name. And I feel like I'm yeah. too many names coming out of my mouth. But yeah, you know, <laughs> I thank you for true. that. That's true. Yeah, absolutely. But absolutely. I want to I want to talk to you 
about your journey because in the bio you had sent, what caught my eye was you come from a lineage of psychics. Can you tell us a little bit more about that? I actually do. I have a cousin. Her name's Leanne Thomas, and she is a renowned psychic medium out of the San Francisco Bay Area. Um, wow. Leanne Thomas is an amazing psychic medium. She's my first cousin. Uh, our mothers are sisters. Um, so her and I, uh, of course, practice this, this beautiful um, spiritual uh, awareness in life. Um, but uh, my mother, uh, of course, never practiced it, but she's very uh, gifted as well and, and saw things and, and uh, lived a very unusual life. We, had, uh, we lived with what you would call ghosts and spirits and things like that, and she would see them and be able to communicate with them. So that lineage, and then I believe my grandmother, they say, was also uh, somewhat gifted. But being staunch Catholics as they were, they didn't practice the gift. They just knew they had it and kept it within, you know, the family. But uh, I decided, and my cousin Leanne as well, to take it out and and, and, um, broaden our horizons in the spiritual world and and maybe help the world a little bit if we could with a little bit of love and and light and, 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 uh, like I do, help people that have homes that are, you know, haunted or or evil around that, you know what, I can go out there and combat these things, and so I'm going to help. And I'm not going to, you know, stifle my gift. So, and that's kind of what I've done. And I've wrote a lot of articles and things, too, to be able to uh, help people, give them the tools. So that's why I do what I do. You, you know what is interesting is I just had a conversation with someone yesterday that it was telling me that he had grown up in an environment where he – early on was meditating. His parents just meditated. And mm-hmm. so it's it always captivates my attention when I hear someone that, you know, is brought up in a lineage of psychics and, and they're around you. And, mm-hmm. Or like I hear the gentleman yesterday talk to about, you know, growing up in an environment of meditation because most of us aren't raised in those type of environments. So you had talked about taking that ownership of your psychic abilities and bringing it out to the planet. Did you ever go through any part of that, um, any debate within you of, should I, you know, should I do this, should should I not? Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Um, You know, I would say about 90% of my family, they say I'm, you know, a wacko and, and don't want me to do what I do, and it's wrong, and it's the devil, me being from a Catholic background. Um, so I right. knew that was going to happen. Yeah, so, you know, I already had one double whammy in my life, and that's being gay and coming out gay. And then now, I'm, you know, coming out, I'm a second comedian. So I have two closets, you know, in, in, in behind <laughs> me and, and to come out of. And let me yeah. tell you, it was rough. It was rough. Um, I bet, yeah. Yeah, it was, it, was, it was a decision that I have to make within myself, just like when I did when I came out, I was gay. That is something that we have to really um, have this battle within ourselves with and, and, and try to figure out where we're at in our life and if this is the right thing to do and, and why do we want to do this. And I'm telling you, it didn't take me, it wasn't overnight that I did this being psychic. It took a while for me to be able to, to come out of that what you call closet and, and, and want to, to save the world uh, uh, one, one person at a time. But, you know, it was difficult, and I did lose family. And, you know, my parents, of course, um, want nothing to do with me anyway because I'm gay. Well, now that I'm a psychic medium or I'm out in the world as one and a paranormal investigator, my God, you know, I'm, I'm the devil. So, yeah, it was a very, very hard transition to make. And I think a lot of people go through this. I've studied with many, many people that are psychics and mediums and investigators and what have you and shamans or whatever, but they've all lost parts of families and and, and part of who they are as well before they came out. And so it's very difficult. It is a very difficult transition to make. Mm-hmm. Right. Do you feel like, you know, as you 
we're coming to the realization of the gift that you have um, that the people in your life that were kind of against, you know, the sexuality and against mm-hmm. the psychic, was that their belief personally or was that a belief that you feel was put on t- to them by a religion? I, I believe that with, with my mother and father, for instance, it was a religion. Um, very, yeah. they, they live in the south, um, northeast Texas, and um, they're very staunch. Uh, my mother was Catholic and transitioned into Christianity, um, and uh, I would, what I would call TV evangelist, I guess. But, um, and so they became very religious and very um, kind of a scary uh, one mainstream belief. And so um, with them, it was their religion. I truly believe that. I believe before my mother found religion, she would have been able to basically get over the, the, um, the initial shock of, of who I am. Um, that, that's being gay and being a psychic medium, whichever one you guys want to go with, they're both the same to them. Um, I know my mother had wrote a TV evangelist about me coming out gay, and he wrote her back and said, you have to turn away from your daughter. Basically, dead to you, and you can't condone her lifestyle or you'll go to hell with her. So my mom believed that, being that in that type of religion. Um, and then, of course, my father goes the way the wind blows, and my mom's the wind. And I also have a brother the same way who is um, mentally disabled and lives with my mom and dad. And so him, too, my mom's the wind, and he went the way the wind blew. So I lost my family because of religion. Oh, no. Like I said, before all of this, I know my mother, after the initial shock, would have come around. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. Crazy. Well, I'm glad that you. I'm glad that you own it. That you own your sexuality and that you own this gift because it's fascinating to me the type of work that you do working in the, the as a paranormal investigator and probably the things that you see and you know, even talking about talking to you earlier. Um, so tell us a little bit about. What is how you got into paranormal investigating, and and what are you dealing with as a paranormal investigator for those people that don't know what that is? Okay, well, I'm a little bit different type of an investigator. I like to work on my own, although I have had teams. Um, but I usually always now, especially work on my own. Um, but what I do, um, and I do it in a very motherly way, but I intimidate these spirits and these shadow people and things like that. I show them who's boss, just like your mother. You know, you, you have respect for your mother. You know, and that's what I want these these these, these uh, spirits, these evil things that are lurking around to have, you know, to respect me. So I go in very right. assertive when I do these investigations. I go in, um, I drive up on my motorcycle, like I'm this little badass in my leather vest, and I come in, <laughs> and, and in no way, don't get me wrong, you guys, in no way do I... Am I mean to them? Do I cuss them? Do I talk down to them? No, I don't. But I'm very, very assertive. And if you go to YouTube, Christina Nelson, you'll see some of my work. Um, and I think you did on my uh, TV show thing that I did. You saw um, yeah. on the reel, um, how I am. Um, I just come in very assertive. I come in um, with on my motorcycle. I always have my crossbow with me, and I have a bag of these really cool tools that I use, and I call it my ghost bag. And um, I go into the house, and I, I'm very strong, and I stand my ground, and I go around, and I feel what I can feel. You know, it's really, really funny. Um, more in California than anywhere I've been, but in California, there's a lot of shadow people. And I think it's because there's so many people 
and there's so much negativity that they're they're really, you know, California is the most populated state in the nation. It seems like to me these, these evil shadow people are just sucking the life out of California and causing and creating all kinds of havoc and things in people's homes and in, in their families. Um, the unity of their family is becoming very chaotic and and um, illnesses and things like that. So when I go into some of these homes, especially in California, it seems like always shadow people. And they're these little de- demonic shadow we don't believe that they've ever been human. We know they haven't. Um, we don't believe that they're demons. We know they're not. Um, but we do know they're a very, very low energy that really thrive off of negativity, illness, um, anarchy, chaos, anything like that. They feed literally off of that. Um, so we come into these homes, and I could pretty much pinpoint those things. Um, I have a great feel for them and energy for them. I know they're there. And so I seek them out, and I pretty much have to destroy them in these homes. Uh, one particular home that's actually in my video, this child was horribly haunted by a shadow person that was living in his closet. I saw with my own eyes it made a, a, a doll talk um, that didn't talk. Um, the family was just, you know, up in arms, didn't know what to do. The little guy had serious respiratory issues, colds all the time, sick all the time, and that's a huge symptom. He was always saying, Mama, there's somebody in my room. Um, this is a little four- or five-year-old boy that was just terrorized by a shadow person. I had to go into that house four times to seek this thing out and destroy it and send it to the universe, and it was not easy. But these are the kind of things I combat. But I changed this family's life, you know. I gave this little guy peace of mind, and, and he was able to sleep in his room again. He was He's not sick near as much, just sick like a normal child would be sick. Um it doesn't have the nightmares or, or the uh, night terrors or thinking these things and the, the choice of thoughts um, acting crazy. So that's just one of many homes that I have gone into and have had to destroy and seek out these, these shadow people and, and whatever may be going on. Mm-hmm. Wow. So when you uh, – how does that work for you? Are you sensing it? Do you see them? Like what is that process for you? Is it different? It's a different kind of energy. It's a very low energy. It's a very sickening energy. It makes me very, excuse me, just talking about it makes me sick. Um, it makes me very sick to my stomach. Um, right. I get this feeling in the pit of my stomach. It's a feeling that I just know. I, you just know. Okay, your spirits yeah. talking to your guides are telling you this is, this is, this is what we call he is human, shadow people. These are, 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 these destroy families and we have to get rid of it. And so I just know. And they're always lurking in very dark places. And you know the old folklore, you know, never look under your bed. There's a monster under your bed or in your closet. There's, <laughs> yeah. always, some truth. There's always some truth to folklore. And let me tell you about this. Shadow people like to live in very dark, untrafficked areas. They like under beds. They like in closets, and they love attics. Because those are the three places you ain't going to go. I mean, you go in your closet, but, you know, I mean, just in and out. You never go in your attic once a year maybe, and you're never going to go under your bed. So they hide in these places because there's no traffic. And so that's why a lot of especially children that are very susceptible to these things more than adults, although adults see them too, but children are so afraid of looking under their beds or in their closets is because they see them in there. And I've had more than one child tell me that there's something that's dark and black under my bed. And there are two kinds of shadow people, and the kids can always, I'll show them a picture of the two kinds, and they always, most always pick out 
the, um, the round brim hat do. That's what I call them. There is one that is wearing like a hoodie. Or, you know, the guy, the, uh, the death, uh, what's his name, the, 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 the angel of death, he wears that big shroud-looking thing over his head down. Yeah. There's one that looks like that. Okay, there's one that looks like that, red beady eyes and just black, like a shadow, black. And then there's another one that looks like he's wearing one of those uh, Mexican brown brim black hats. And most of the time it's the round black hat that people are seeing um, in their homes. There, there's two variations now. The, the round, if you're going to have to have a shadow person, you'd rather have the hat guy than the right. hooded guy. Because the hooded guy seems to be more evil and goes around where there's death. And I think that's where I, why they call him the, 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 that particular shadow person, the angel of death, although we don't believe he really is. But he can cause a lot more havoc and, and can cause more death. The round brimmed guy basically uh, seems to be more around children and pretty much sucks energy out of children, um, allows them to be very ill and very sick, causes them to do some really, really bad things. So I've got some stories that, you know, we can talk for hours about some of the things that I've studied on and read about, which shadow people have done to children, and it's not good. Wow. So when you, is the, when you talk about the, the energy, is it, when you're there in person, is it, is the energy warm? Is it cold? Do you, do you know what I mean? It's very, I know the, it, it, there's different variations of energy, you know. If I come into a house of love and light, like let's say I walk into your house, it would just feel good and happy and we would just and have a good time. Now, right. if I go into a house with a shadow person, it feels very dark. I don't want to say cold, but I just feel, I feel very sad, very dark and gloomy. That's how I feel. Um, if it's right. earthbound, I just feel like, you know, the nerve bound stuck here, you know, it's not a big deal, we'll get rid of them, we'll send them to the light, we'll send them to heaven, whatever. Earthbounds are pretty easy to deal with, but sh- and the energy too. Shadow people, it's a sickening feeling. It just, I just know um, the symptoms wow. these families have, because I do an extensive interview with the family members and the child um, of what, what they're feeling, what's going on, what do they see, I show them pictures, they point to the picture, they, whatever it is. I do extensive uh, background checks on them and find out what's going on. I even do a background check on the house to see if there was anything that ever happened in the house before the family even moved in. You know, you can go wow. into um, the archives and stuff and see if there had been any kind of crime, murders, deaths, or anything in the house. Amazing. For those of you just joining us right now online, I'm your host, David Matthew Brown. We are talking with Christina Nelson. You can learn more about her and her work and if you need someone to do something in person or remotely, I'm sure she can work with you. Her uh, website is christinanelsonmedium.com. Again, that's christinanelsonmedium.com. You know, what struck me was, I think it's on your reel. That's where I first heard it. And then you also talked about it a couple other times. Are people that go on Craigslist and they buy, like, a bed, like on your reel there's that burning bed. <laughs> um yeah, that's can what you, I do. Can you tell our listeners about that, like why they should watch where, they, where they're buying stuff and what they should do when they're buying stuff? Absolutely. And this is a practice I do every day in my life, even with groceries or whatever. But um, everybody, when you go out and buy anything, a Craigslist, let's say you go to an antique store, anything used especially, but even new, but especially 
use um, before you buy it. You need to, or, or when you, if you decide to buy it, you really need to do a protection prayer over this product before you bring it into your home because you don't know what's attached to that. There can be so many different things attached to that item. Who knows how many homes this thing has been in? What's happened in some of these homes? You're not a fly on the wall. You don't know. This could have came a home, come from a home that that practiced, you know. Um, um, Satanism, or it could be, you just don't know what this product has come from or what could be attached to it. Um, I've had several things that I've had to destroy. I collect, I call myself a bone collector, and I collect items, especially if they're small, and once I have plenty of these items, um, I take them out somewhere and destroy them. But um, one particular is in my scissor reel, a young lady had bought a um, bed off Craigslist. Um, It was really cheap. It was fairly new, actually, so she thought, oh, this is cool. So she bought it, and she kept feeling something tugging at her foot, tugging at her. It was always tugging at her leg, actually, in her foot, and trying to pull her off the bed. And it was she was getting to where she wouldn't sleep in her room. And this girl was like 18, 19 years old, living with her mom. Wow. So they called me at like 2 o'clock in the morning. It was an emergency. needed me to come, so I went. I called my, news, my TV crew. They were up, and they went, because they were wanting me to do an emergency um, um an emergency investigation, so I called everybody, and everybody showed up at the house. It was in Chino Hills, California. We all got there, and um, she gave me the story about putting on it. So what had happened is she bought it on Craigslist, and it, it was from a, a, an older man that lived alone. Um, and she was saying it was kind of scary, but I didn't think much of it. <laughs> but that doesn't mean anything. You have stereotype, right? But anyway, she, she kind of thought it was kind of creepy. But anyway, long story short, we took the bed. I told her, again, don't ever buy anything off craziness or anything unless you have the tools to combat whatever may be attached to it before you bring it into your home. So we took the bed right. outside in the backyard. <laughs> we literally took it in the backyard at 2.33 2 o'clock in the morning, and I always have my tool bag with me, so my ghost bag, so I had all my items that I was able to do this. We burned that bed to the ground, and you saw that in the yeah. we did. We, we burned it to a crisp, you know, but... But I was, as we were burning it, I was praying that anything that's attached to this bed um, that was terrorizing this little girl and this family was to go to the universe, never to return. Because we don't want it to run to the neighbors or anything like that. We don't want that to go on. You know, that's not good. Right. So I always, you know, send it to the universe. I bound it. I bound it um, with love and light, and I send it to the universe. And so I, I'm constantly praying as we're burning or destroying these items and getting rid of them. And, you know, um, she did buy another bed, this time from a store, but she blessed it even before she brought it home. And she's not had any issues since, ever, nothing, nothing at all, not even a little tug on her foot. So there is something it's a, it's a, demonic or not good attached. Uh-huh. I was going to say it's amazing because as you were telling me that story, I don't know why this popped in my head, but they have a thing called, I think it's called kinesiology to test the truth, right? So you put one of your arms straight out. And the higher, you know, if it's the truth, you, I can't push your arm down. And if it's a weaker energy, your arm falls down. Um, that's what it reminds me of. It reminds me of, you know, you walking into the environment and feeling that weaker energy and then dealing with it. It's, it's pretty it's pretty empowering. For those of you, again, just joining us, we were talking to Christina Nelson. You can go to christinanelsonmedium.com. She has all kinds of great things that she does. Like I said, she was a guest on the show that um, I was asked to come and co-host for the day. And her work's really incredible. The other thing that, that amazes me, Christina, not only about your work as a paranormal investigator, and I know that we briefly talked about the, the psychic ability that you have, but your psychic ability is spot on because when we did that show together, 
you had it. I don't know how you did it, but you had an inkling about how old I was. <laughs> All sorts of stuff. <laughs> so, has that that itself taking you practice, or was that right when you kind of embraced that ability that you have? It all just kind of poured forward. It just kind of did. You know, what happened was I knew I was gifted, of course. I saw things. I did things. I felt things. I've always been sensitive to energy anyway. But so I decided 10 years ago, probably now, eight years ago, I don't know, I started taking classes and really starting to exercise my ability. So I was taking classes with, oh, my God, everybody's thinking. I did a lot with Lisa Williams. Uh, James Van Prague, um, oh my God, who are Holland, John Holland. I've, I've studied with so many. Uh, Belle Salisbury, love her. Um, I've studied and studied, and I started exercising the pineal gland, you know, it's behind your, the back of your brain. It gives you all these great abilities and these senses. And so the more you exercise that, that gland, that pineal gland, the more you, you become very heightened in your vibration and your energy. And so so I continue to exercise that, that gland, and, and as I do, my, my senses and, and my abilities get stronger and stronger. And it also opens that connection up between you and your guides, your spirit guides, or the angelic realm, or whatever you guys want to call it. Everybody calls it something different. But I have a, a, a guide or guardian angel, whatever you guys want to call it, because we label everything as human beings, and I don't like to label. But we'll call it my spirit guide, Eli, works with me very closely and um, he gives me a lot of information as well. So that's where I could pick up some energy and information is through him. This is how I knew, David, that you were single. I knew you had a child. I knew, or you were a father, um, you know, and I knew you were in a relationship because I can feel that energy. Uh, when I can always know when somebody's in a, in a relationship because I feel this, this stream between you and someone else. It's, to me, it's like a stream, this rope wow. between the two of you that, that connects you to somebody. Yours has been right. severed. So I knew you had been with somebody, but now you're not because that stream, as I call it, that energy force had been severed. And so that's wow. how I had known that. And I kind of, you know, knew your – but the energy that I feel and I pick up, and that's by exercising my abilities and a lot of study. You've got to study, study, study. I study all the time. I read all the time. I, I like that. I like that. Somebody can just wake up. Uh-huh. Go ahead. No, I was going to say, I, I, I liked how you brought up, when I heard um, the pineal gland and you you training, it reminded me of like going to a gym, right? And working, working with weights, but you're working with your pineal gland. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's what we do, you know? I mean, yeah. check this out. Like, the, like this. Okay, you know, like you said, we go to the gym and we work our, our muscles. We're working and we're working and, you know, we're getting all buffed and right. feeling good and, and, and just feel invincible. That's kind of how we feel when we're working our, our, our pineal gland, which is a muscle. You have to understand, you know, three, 4,000 years ago, the Inca times and things like that, they found the pineal gland was the size of a, of a, of a golf ball. And wow. these people were amazing people. The things they can do was just phenomenal. And the powers that they had, they're finding this more and more now through history. Same with the people of the, um, the, the pyramids. These people had large pineal glands. But what's happened through the years of these pineal glands has not been being exercised because things were brought into our society to keep us suppressed, such as religion and, and politics and things like that. Um, the political realm has kept us suppressed, and, and, and it was against a lot of you, you know, our, 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 our energies or our gifts and things like that, like witchcraft started coming in and burning 
witches left and right, you know, 100 years ago. And I mean, it was really getting out of control. So people were afraid to use their abilities. So what happens when you're not exercising anymore? Your muscles start fizzling, right? You start getting kind of right. stuffed up and your muscle mass goes away. Well, that's what happened to the pineal gland. Through the thousands of years, the pineal gland has become the size smaller than a pea. Okay? It's not a golf ball anymore. It's the size of a pea. Wow. Now, people like you and I that exercise it, we become more, uh, our abilities become more heightened because we've exercised it. And they've proved this. I know they used one, um, um, what was it? Oh, I can't think of her name. She was a famous psychic. Brown, um, Sylvia Brown, they, they, they did an, an exercise on the, an x-ray on the back of her head to see the pineal gland, and it had grown. Hers was a size a little bit larger than a pea. So what that's proving is us people that exercise our abilities, our pineal gland has grown. Not the size of a golf ball, nor it probably never will be in our generations anyway. But at least we know wow, that we're working that gland because it's gotten larger. Mm-hmm. What? It's just it's just incredible. Uh we just have one minute left. We've been we've been visiting with Christina Nelson. You can learn more about her and perhaps hire her because she's her work is just incredible and she's spot on. Uh by going to her website at Christina Nelson Medium dot com. Christina, thank you for joining me here on the line. I really appreciate you and all the work that you're doing on the planet. Absolutely. Thank you. David, it's been an honor. <laughs> well, you have a good time today. I know that you have an appointment coming up pretty soon, so thank you for uh, giving us a little time here so we can talk. And for those of you that want to tune back in, on this Sunday at 3, we'll be having Any Clemens on. He is an actor, producer, and he was in Straight Outta Compton and produced that movie. He's got other movies coming up that he'll talk about. So without further ado, peace and many blessings to each and every one of you, and God bless your families. Bye-bye.